Welcome to the first episode of our 2022 retrospective series, everybody. This series will be something a bit different, as we'll be looking back at everything we did in 2022 and giving our hot takes on everything. But before we get to all of that, here's what to expect in the call to action. After the episode, you can join us to hear about new things coming in 2023. Very exciting things. Mm -hmm. Patron thank yous and even a new review. Ooh. Especially a little Christmas gift. I know. <laughs> That's all that we have to start the year off. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for joining us all of 2022 and enjoy the show. Welcome to uh, the first series of 2023. Are we going to number this? And it's not really series 58. I don't know. That's a good question. Okay, so we're doing Because in the past, when we did our recast, we didn't number those. Right. We are and doing we didn't things a little different. Number our like Q and A as a series. Yeah, so. it's it's kind of like a bonus series, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah, yes. so maybe maybe it'll be a bonus uh, series question mark. Who knows? So mysterious. I know. (laughs) So welcome to the first bonus series of 2023, everyone. Yeah. Um, I'm one of your hosts, Amelia. And today my co-host Ryan and I are going to do a fun little recap of 2022. Yeah. And um, talk about maybe some things that we're looking forward to in 2023. Yeah. We've never really gotten to do like an annual recap before. Mm -hmm. Um, So... We are excited. We've spent the last hour and a half or so going through and yeah. looking at everything that we did in 2022, um, reliving some favorite moments. <laughs> and um, yep. so we're we're going to uh, let you relive some of that as well. We are going to start by we want to do a little recap of everything that we did in 2022 because yeah. it was a lot. We did um, so much in think, 2022. I think later this week we're going to try and release a bonus episode. Um where we do some some clips of like the the character intros because we were having a lot of fun re-listening to those mm-hmm. and we'd really love to share them with people. Absolutely. Um, just that beginning of of part three of each series where we reintroduce the characters that we made because um, those are there's some really fantastic stuff in there <laughs> that just um, I had completely forgotten about uh-huh. in a lot of cases. So yeah, but right now I think Ryan and I um, would like to really just kind of. Talk about each game. Um, yeah. Discuss the characters that we made. Yes. Uh, some things we love. Some things we are excited about. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, so let's go ahead and just start with January. So January 2022. Yeah. So we did Trash Mob uh, with Melody, a.k.a. Mother Multiverse. Uh, this was a uh, fantastic game where you play individuals that are isekai'd into a video game. Yes. Um, and you play as just the the mobs. You play as the the trash mobs that the heroes would just go and like farm for experience for hours and hours. But, yeah, this is an interesting one where we actually played the leveling up process too. Yeah. Because that's like, I mean, that was like a a main mechanic of the game. Character mm-hmm. creation itself is pretty 
pretty tiny and enclosed. Yes. Um, but we went through and rolled to find out what we would get at each subsequent level to mm-hmm. kind of see that where was we ended up. That was yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah, it was a really interesting um, mechanic. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, my character, um, I made Lydia Frost, uh-huh. uh, who was a, uh, a Yu-Gi-Oh! champion yes. on the uh, competitive card game circuit. Of course. Yes. Um, and I was turned into a snake. You were. Um, I, I I forgot the name of my character, but I was an undercover pop star at a cosplay convention. That we were all going mm-hmm. to a cosplay convention in right. the plane when the when the plane went when down. The plane crashed. Yeah. Um, and because of our actions during that that tragedy, uh, we got isekai'd into this video game, and and my character turned into a majestic goose. I, I don't know, like, we, we literally just wrote this in the outline, and by the time we'd written it, I'd completely forgotten that, yes, you you turned into uh-huh. a goose. I'm um, pretty sure I had a knife. <laughs> yes, you did. You did, because when I made the art, yep. I, I added that in there. Um, um, and I think I, one of my goals was uh, being able to cast fireballs. Like That I, sounds I, right. I don't yeah. know if I got there, but uh, that was definitely on the list of things to do. Is goose casting fireball. (laughs) Yes, because we thought that would be a really great visual, Uh for sure. Um, I have in my notes that um, I or we saved a city by, like, averting this plane crash. So we crashed in these snowy mountains. Yes. I remember. Um, But we'd saved the city by sort of averting the plane crash. We were lost in the barren wastes. Yeah. um, In the uh, cavern of... Carved idols. Oh yeah, yeah. The, the, um, they they threw us into this video game world where we were in the frozen wastes, basically, and uh, and that's where we we had to figure out how to survive and level up. Uh, and so the this series we went through that leveling up process and and made a little bit of fanfic along the way of like why certain things were the way they were. Right. Right. I know that, yeah, I I picked, like, um, acid attacks and, like, disease, like, elemental kind of attacks. You had all like, the attacks. Every chance I got. Yeah, I had, like, all attacks. Yeah. yeah. Um, I had, oh, my character's name, uh, my my new life name was uh, Aeon. Oh, that's right. Yes. Yeah. I think my new name might have been Arya, if I remember Could correctly. Because I think yeah. my, my goose was, wanted to be a bard, basically. Uh, she wanted to. That's right. She wanted to yeah. be like a like a superstar pop star in this video game world. Right. That was like her, her ultimate goal. Um, I think she became the face of the party too, being able to communicate uh, with with other people as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were yeah. able to communicate with ourselves, but not with others uh, mm-hmm. at first. Which is uh, this game is just pretty. Uh, it sounds like a lot of fun. And we had a lot of fun with character creation. Um, I highly recommend checking that series out if you haven't yet. Uh, it's it, it was so good. It was a great way to start off the year, I think. Yeah, it was, and it was very different than a lot of stuff that we've covered. Mm-hmm. Um, just the way the like leveling worked and sort of um, just like getting a new attack at every single level and yep. you know, like rolling for what you get. Um, I know. It was it was very interesting. It was very interesting. Very different from a yeah. lot of stuff that we've covered. It was. It was very cool. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. 
February. Uh, February. We uh, wanted to discuss a romantic game. Yeah. That was our our goal originally. Was <laughs> so like we're like it needs to be a game with kissing, yes. right? Um, uh, because it's Valentine's. Yeah, this game has kissing and then some. Right. So February, we discussed thirsty sword lesbians, and our guest was designer April Kit Walsh. Mm-hmm. Um, we made this like space traveling group. Yes. My character was named Amaranth. I took the spooky witch playbook. Mm-hmm. Um, I could talk to souls, mm-hmm. could kind of see them as these like orb things. Yes. Um, and I also had this companion soul that followed me around, um, but it couldn't be seen by anyone else, which was distinct from some of the other ones. Yeah. Um, because our ship was like, was it powered by souls or something? It was like powered that? by souls. Yep. Uh, yeah. The the I think the Soul Eater was the name of the ship of the uh, the bad guys. That yeah, that sounds right. Um, and I I think ours was the Solar Flare. It uh, was S-O-U-L. because April was playing. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, April played the ship, the sentient ship, um, and mm-hmm. I played uh, Ariella, the Legion, uh, basically a magical girl. Uh, right. In this universe, and uh, she was able to transform into her magical girl self, um, but by pulling on the power and knowledge from thousands of lifetimes previous to her, uh, mm-hmm. where she her soul has been reincarnated over and over and over throughout the ages. Yeah, and I think I remember like to stop that. From happening, she would have to feed her past souls into one of these ships or something. Yeah, there was something about like souls being this energy source. Yeah. And I know that like my character had really complicated feelings about that because I could talk to these souls. Yes. Um, and it was we also had this enemy named Evangeline. Evangeline, sweet Evangeline. Yes. Um, and we I wanted specifically to get revenge against Evangeline. Um, yeah. I have in my notes, why revenge? So I don't know that we ever came up with that. Everyone or wanted to kiss not. Evangeline, though. Right. Um, <laughs> I, I thought she was the most normal person we'd ever come across. Uh-huh. So, um, yeah, it's and real I, mixed feelings. I, I know. I had a bone sword. I just want to put that out there. I had a I, bone sword. Because you do have to pick your sword. Yeah. Gosh, it was just, it, it, it was such a good game. Like the mechanics and stuff in this game are amazing. Like the moves in this game are amazing. And uh, April was such a good guest. Uh, yes. I, I always this. love when we can have game designers on our show. I'm sure we're going to say that like a bunch more times because we did have a lot of designers we on. We did have a lot of designers. Of season. Um, it was, yeah, it was really, really cool. It's, I mean, it's another PBTA game, which we've covered a lot of. Yes. Um, And so I know. I don't want to say I was hesitant about that going into it because I, I was really excited about this game right. um, and, you know, having the designer on and everything. Um, but it, it the moves, I think, really made this one, yes. as they do in any PBTA game. But I think it really kind of set it apart. Yeah. Um, I, 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 have, know, uh, this... I like snails. I like snails. Um, so when good. you are smitten with someone and figure them out, blurt out something weird and let them ask you a question from mm-hmm. the list. Then ask them another question from the list, even on a six minus. <laughs> um, so I just love that like one of the mechanics of my character is just being like super awkward and just being like, yep. 
it's like blurting out the first thing that you think of when yes. you're like in love with somebody. The smitten mechanic just like it was brilliant. I love the brilliant. smitten mechanic. Uh, yeah, this game is just so brilliant. I know it won a whole bunch of awards uh, and mm-hmm. well deserved. Uh, yeah, at absolutely. That. Um, and, uh, the, the stuff that we came up with, with the fanfic, uh, the stuff that we came up with for, for our characters and, and for the world building, uh, was just phenomenal this episode. Yeah. I think I'm always, a thing that I, I kind of get excited about PBTA games is, uh, and we talked about this in our, our Chimera episode, that one of the things PBTA does is genre yeah. Like it it takes a thing and it just does that thing. Yes. Which obviously has been the challenge for you with Chimera. Is uh-huh. that you're like, but what if all the genres? <laughs> what um, if? What if? But this one, um, it's it's its own genre. Like Thirsty Sword Lesbians is not, you know, your traditional like mm-hmm. urban fantasy superhero, you know, like the things that you you know, mm-hmm. even telenovela with Pasión de las Pasiones. Um, yeah. It's different. It's different. But it really leans into yeah. that concept. And I know we got into what if not thirsty? What if not sword? What if not lesbian? Mm-hmm. Um, and April was like, but you watch, you're going to end up there. Uh-huh. Like, you can play any of those things. But, like, first of all, why would you want to? <laughs> and um, you're going to, like, it's going to end up there, which I think is a sign of a really good PBTA game is mm-hmm. that even if you're trying to play against the genre, you sort of end up really yeah. invested in it. Absolutely. Um, and and such an apropos game for February as well. Yes, um, yes. Uh, th- this is uh, a, a very good game, uh, a very good possibility. It can turn into a very spicy game as well. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, it's it's just one of those games that I love, and it, it was such a good series. So I, I, all of these were so such a good series. You're gonna hear me I know, say we're that. We're gonna a say lot. that about about well, most. Um, <laughs> most. I think I know what when you're looking at. <laughs> yeah. Uh, wait till we get to April. Mm-hmm. Um, March, we covered Kids on Brooms, again, mm-hmm. with designers, uh, Jonathan Kilmore and Doug Lewandowski. Yes. This one, we, Ryan and I earlier, had to listen back to kind of remember, like, uh-huh. our characters. Um, I had my character sheet, but uh, Ryan didn't have his handy. Um, and just listening to the descriptions of things that we made. Uh-huh. Um, and the thing that I remembered most from making this was that one of the the world building questions in the beginning mm-hmm. um, is you have to pick two things and combine to make into a sport. Yes, that you play at your magical school, and um, Ryan had suggested volleyball. Yep, like that that made sense, and I was like. I'm thinking like an Iron Chef competition kind of a thing. <laughs> so we developed Volleyball Iron Chef, uh, which was so, so wonderfully named Ready, Set, Serve. It's so good. Um, and our team was perpetually number two in, in the league uh-huh. for Ready, Set, Serve. And I, that was my character's goal um, was to finally bring us to number one. Yeah, break that streak. Yeah, Amy Catherine Boyd, um, the reliable bestie. Oh, um, so good. Had, had spent most of her life being in, in second place and was really mm-hmm. hoping that this was the chance to be first place at something. I know. And just. Uh, yeah. 
Oh, God, it's so good. So good. Um, and I know uh, Amy Catherine Boyd's best friend uh, was my character, Elvira Whispershanks, mm-hmm. uh, the haunted survivor. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, so my character uh, was, was another magical girl. This was during our magical girl uh, phase, I believe. Um, Ours and yours. Yeah, well, our magical girls and necromancer phase kind of ish. I, I kind of combined both of them into this character somehow. Yeah, there are a couple of places where that kind of yeah. Happened. So um, I think yeah, I think I want to say twenty twenty two. I think was the year where we stopped pretending <laughs> that we were going to make something else. We just you embraced know? our brand. We just really embraced those brands because I think. We kept kind of falling into that, and yeah. there was a while where we were like, okay, we should play against type. We should try new things. Mm-hmm. And then we decided, you know, like, this is a really a really good experiment yeah. of, like, can you make your favorite thing in any game? Mm-hmm. Um, and there are certainly series where we didn't do that right. um, because it just wasn't, you know, what we wanted to do or what fit. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think tw- I have to say 2022 year- was the year that we really embraced that <laughs> brand. Uh-huh. Um, fun fact for anybody who, you know, didn't catch the announcements earlier in the year or see the art for our our four-year Q&A. Um, mm-hmm. We do have Magical Girl Necromancer shirts. We do. Available in the one-shot yep. T public store that I, I put together. Um, Ryan and I made individual designs for ourselves. Mm-hmm. So Ryan has a necromancer or a magical girl one. I have a necromancer one. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah if you if you want to also embrace our fire and water um, <laughs> we made shirts this year. They're so good. I've I twenty twenty two was the year that we stopped pretending yeah. we were anything but ourselves. Uh-huh. Well we we have a brain. We'll stick to it. It's fine. Yeah. For sure. Um I do need to make another dirt stranglethorn sometime though. Yes. I really yeah. do. Uh it's just got we gotta find the right game for it. Mm-hmm. And uh I think I think once we do, I'll just I'll pull out my worst self again and uh and see what happens. Yes. Yeah, we'll talk a little bit later when we get to some of our other recap stuff about um your struggles with that. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. Um no, I thought Kids on Brooms was was really interesting. There was some very unique world building stuff in there. Yeah. Well, the, um, the whole Kids on series has phenomenal, right. like, world-building questions that really can, you can apply to almost any game that you're using that doesn't have relationship mechanics built into it. I thought that they were, um, I liked that they were, like, these really short, very simple questions yeah. that were very evocative, though, that, like, yes. somehow told you a lot about the world. Mm-hmm. Like... You know, like the what sport do you have? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we have a sport that's a combination of blank and blank. And it was like that became very central to um, our school and our situation. Yep. It's like ranking of ready, set, serve. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's such a simple, easy question. Yes. That like, you know, it's not like what's the genre? Like, it's not this huge, broad question. It's this tiny little thing, but it's very evocative. Yes, Absolutely. Um, I really liked it. Um, I, I I know I had a little bit of experience world building with kids on bikes as mm-hmm. well in the past, uh, and and they're all really fantastic. I'm really excited for the next game that's coming out um, as well. So we got to keep an eye out for that. Yeah, that's an updated kids on bikes, right? Like a version yeah. two or a 
I think there's second edition. Yeah, that there's also um, yeah, kids and capes. Kids and capes. Yep. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's a lot of good stuff uh, coming out there, and uh, D- Jonathan and Doug were just fantastic. Uh, they were great. We had so much fun. So with much them. fun. So yeah. uh, it would be nice to have them on the show uh, another time uh, for, sure. for for some other uh, shenanigans. It'd be fun. Uh huh. April. April. <laughs> I loved this April. series. Um, <laughs> because it was so painful. It was. It was. So April, we once again had our our, our good friends Jeff and John from System uh-huh. Mastery on the podcast um, to cover Marvel superheroes. Our good, our good sadistic friends, Jeff. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Um, I we get the opportunity to cover a lot of new and exciting games. Mm-hmm. Um, and. You know, every so often we do go back to something that's, you know, a few years old or, you know, sort of like a, I don't want to say classic necessarily, but, yeah. you know, something that like is sort of popular, um, mm-hmm. but a little bit older. And then we have our episodes with Jeff and John. Yep. <laughs> um, and it's, it is always fun to dig into some of those games that are just like classic but you're not sure why yeah <laughs> like like why did we like this like why why is this the thing that stuck around <laughs> well it's the nostalgia um, factor right right for sure and um so we ended up later on um uh, taking these characters and converting them into sentinels mm-hmm. characters which we then played uh for a stream for uh jeff stormer's miracle monday yes um charity stream and that was a lot of fun. Um, I created SP1D3R, mm-hmm. um, the the Spider Ranger. <laughs> we were making Halloween themed Super Sentai yes. characters. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it was it was a thing we did. Well, it was, and and <laughs> the funny thing is, is we we rolled randomly for all our stuff. Right. So we weren't going through and picking powers and what we were. It was like, let's roll on these hundred thousand random tables. We love random rolling. And, and any chance and, that we get, yeah. we will do that for and sure. And of course, I had to roll the hardest one, the changeling. Oh my gosh. And I that's had to right. roll. And Jeff and John were like, pick something else, roll yeah. again. I just and had it to stick might with be it. one of the first times in a game where Ryan was like, I don't like this. <laughs> <laughs> um, because like even when we did Palladium, you were like, "This is great! I love this!" Uh-huh. Like, like this game is bad, but like I personally love it. Yeah. You know, um, and this might be one of the one of the first times where you were like, "This is bad." This is just <laughs> this so is, bad, and it's probably it's probably because I rolled a change lane and I rolled the maximum number of forms you could have as a change lane, which was right, like which of five course meant you had to basically roll five different characters. I had to roll um, five different characters. The way it works in Marvel is that it's mm-hmm. like, okay, you are also this other character type and this other, and it, it makes yep. you roll full characters for each one. Yeah, it's so weird. So I, I became Chase Spectrum, uh, mm-hmm. and Chase was an acronym for the different types of characters he was. It was like cyborg, humanoid robot, uh, and then I forget and what the rest. I think like android. And, no, it was like... like abnormal chemistry oh right 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 uh something else yeah it was really weird and mm-hmm. like he could he could morph between these forms but in marvel superheroes it took like a minute 
of actual time to morph from one form to the other. Right, so um, you're basically giving up, like, several rounds of combat. It was, like, <laughs> ten rounds of combat. Yeah, it was, like, you're like, okay, hold on, I'm going to go step into this alley. Yeah. So I think Chained, what we, we ended like up useless. deciding was it was, like, my character had an accident in the school lab with nanobots right. and became infused with nanobots, and that's how I could transform. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, worked yeah. so much better in Sentinels. Uh, that right. was a lot of fun to play with, with the different forms and stuff. But like, yes. I cannot imagine this character in a Marvel superheroes setting. I also, I have it up on my iPad because I, I did um, like save just this page. Yeah. Um, the <laughs> the table, <laughs> the from, table. The, from the back of the book, oh. um, <clears throat> which goes uh, feeble, poor. Typical, good, excellent, remarkable, incredible, amazing, monstrous, unearthly. And then um, the next three are just shift because they yeah. like ran out of things to call them. Um, but it's like how trying to remember the difference between like excellent is not as good as remarkable, which is not as good as incredible, which is uh-huh. not as good as amazing. Yes. Um, it, yeah, and it, it was, was like, a... could you not differentiate those more? Yes. So... It... Definitely a lot for our brains to wrap or wrap around, and it it was. I had it was it was basically the joy and exasperation from Heroes Unlimited flipped. So like, yeah, it was more exasperation than joy. And you yeah. had and you had a lot of joy experiencing my exasperation. I think. Yeah, I mean, there was like <laughs> there was a definite factor of Schadenfreude uh-huh. in this one of like. Do you see what you have put me through? What and have now, you wrought? And now you will pay. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's also a base building mechanic in that game, which which we did play around with a little bit. Yeah, um, it's on our so Patreon. that is on, on our Patreon. There's a bonus episode where Ryan and I decided to build a base um, for these characters as well. Oh, war. Um, yeah, well, which tried, was like tried the rules, to build a base, right? The rules were so confusing. I and... still don't know. Uh, if you, if anybody knows how to build a base in Marvel superheroes, please let us know because, yeah. like, we tried so hard to do it by the book, and we're like, <laughs> let's just make up these rules. It's fine. Like half the episode is you being like, I think you do it this way, and me being like, but it says over here. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was that was one of those. Um, those moments of like, wow, game designs come really far. <laughs> it has. Well, I mean, it had to start. It had to start somewhere, right? Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Um, it's fine. <laughs> and one of those questions of like, if you started with Marvel superheroes, why are you still here? Uh huh. Well, well. Speaking of uh, dumpster fires um, <laughs> <laughs> and classic games <laughs> and classic games, um, well, I wouldn't say the dumpster fire because I mean, okay, so we had well, um, we made it a dumpster fire. Yeah. So we we did in May Dungeons and Dragons Fifth Edition with uh, Aram and Dylan from the Kill Every Monsters podcast. We decided to celebrate series fifty. Yes. Um, of our show by by going going back to our roots. Uh-huh. Um by you know, we started with D D because we we were smart, you know. We're yep. like <laughs> the SEO, right? Uh-huh. Um so we started with Dungeons and Dragons, and in that one we played base game, rules as written, mm-hmm. no supplements. Um, and so we decided it would be really fun 
to instead this time all the supplements all the supplements <laughs> so basically we told aram and dylan you know like yeah. third party or it. otherwise any, any supplement you want to play go for it yep. um i went through a lot of my any submissions that i had <laughs> um and put those in a folder for us to look through uh-huh. and boy howdy uh-huh. did that pay off uh-huh. um <laughs> There, uh, I believe it's Tales of Arcana. Yeah, I think it was Tales of Arcana. Is the name, um, the name of the book, and yeah. it's it's basically just like five hundred some um, races, different for races that you can play. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's and wild. Ryan, do you want to talk about some of the choices you made? Oh my gosh! So I turned down the magical girl uh, race <laughs> for. Uh, a very specific reason, because I really wanted to get off the rails. Uh, quite, I I was purposely being an instigator this episode, right? Um, right. So like we went into this knowing that Aram is a trash monster. Yes. Um. And and I wanted to I wanted to be tr- a trashier trash monster than Aram. Um. Wow. I, I that was my mindset going into it. It was like I want to make the most unhinged character with these supplements that we can that's like major league like it's to go toe to toe i know with the wrong i know yeah well i think i i think i did well though um so so my character was uh named cat k-a-t-t it's an acronym for night agents 2000 uh cat was a vroom vroom uh <laughs> Rogue night agent variant. Um, basically a car, a sentient car, uh, also a super spy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I I chose the Digigod race. Uh-huh. Um, so I was a digital construct. Yes. Um that was evil. Like one of the th- things with this race is that you are humanoid. But you are classified as a fiend whenever yeah. it is detrimental to you, um, which I I love as a mechanic. I as a person, I love anything that's like whenever it's detrimental yeah. to you. Um, it's very cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also picked a blood of the lost sorcerer from mm-hmm. um, a book uh, called Planet Apocalypse. Mm-hmm. Um, my my character's name was Alexa. That's <laughs> uh, how you know she's evil. Uh-huh. Um. Yeah, and then um, Aram played this uh, woolly mammoth. Um, so good. Johnny yeah, Sacks. Johnny Sacks. <laughs> um, and I'm trying to remember what, what Dylan made. Dylan made something that Dylan was like very. Made, it, made an orc chef. That's right. That's right. Like, he made an like orc chef. An orc chef. That was, that, that was it. Right. Um, <laughs> like the and most when we normal. Get to the fanfic. <laughs> We are like, how do we make this work? And it, I think it was one of the first times in fanfic where we were like, I don't, I don't think you can. I I still think we had we had some good ideas. I mean, I'm sure that there's, I'm sure that there's a way. Yeah. Um, but it was one of those like the the races and classes that we picked were very much doing world building work. Yes. And and said a lot of things about the world that we made. Oh my goodness! Uh, that was. It was an absolute blast to record. So much fun. um, Yeah, it really showed what's going on with 
with D and D, like the the amount of stuff that is out there. Yeah. Um. And and also, like we really talked about some of the constraints of that amount of stuff being mm-hmm. available. So like, Absolutely. there's some really really great discussion in those uh-huh. episodes. But um, ooh, well, it was off the wall. Oh, it was so good though. <laughs> they they were longer episodes. Uh, because we we went some places there, and it's also D and D. So there's a lot of stuff going on. But right. uh, well worthwhile uh, to dive into those. June. June. Uh, June uh, is a Ryan game. I have to admit, um, this one I was just not sure about because yep. I, I am not into Magical Girls. Mm-hmm. Like, that is definitely your jam. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is... Uh, it is a thing that I enable, <laughs> certainly. <laughs> yep. Uh, but it's just not my thing. And, you know, that's... I don't think a, su- a surprise or a shock to anybody. No. Um, June, we covered Alchemistresses. Yes. Um, with Allison K. Cole and Dora D. Rogers, again, designers of the game. Mm-hmm. The story we came <laughs> up with here was absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. This one, you you kind of play as, as different versions of yourself. Mm-hmm. You have a, a past magical version and then a, sort of a current yeah. mundane version. And we chose to make the past right now, and then the current was was actually in the future. Yes, Dora was the uh, mistress of earth, and mm-hmm. and she and my mistress of fire worked in a diner. Yep. <laughs> called Millennial Times. Millennial um, Times. It was it was a retro throwback diner, but the throwback was to the 2020s. Uh huh. Uh, it was fantastic. <laughs> And we had, you know, these stories of of lost love because you're slowly recovering your mm-hmm. memories of your magical girl self. Yeah. It was it was phenomenal. It was it so was good. phenomenal. Yeah. I, I, I it feels like Alchemistresses was kind of a turning point for us in the year. Like it it felt like such an impactful episode to us and our show. Yeah. Like like that's when we started kind of like really embracing the necromancer versus magical girls thing, it's it's kind of where we uh, uh, hit our stride with uh, kind of the marketing sort of aspect of things. Like you, you were creating some art, and the artwork that you did for these episodes was just phenomenal. Yeah, I started doing um, playlists more regularly. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as as inspiration struck. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I think. I think we really, we really kind of played into our, our fire and water aesthetic. Yeah, and and just you know, like we've always known that we're opposites. Mm-hmm. Like it's one of the things that people comment on when they listen to our show. It's a thing that we we have always loved about our dynamic mm-hmm. um, that we sort of accidentally fell into. Yep. But yeah, this game, I think we really got to play around with that and got really got to solidify that. I know. Yeah, because um, it was I, just a powerful game. It's like I don't really know what else to say, but like go listen to the episodes. Yeah, they're so they're so good. Um, so yeah, because I made River and and you made Ember. Yes, uh, and of course I was the mistress of water in the past, and you were the mistress of fire. Um, mm-hmm. and I think we had like a relationship in the past, or something like that. Or we did, and you had somehow like failed me. Yeah, or, like, failed to be there for me. Yes. Um, but we were also like trying to go to prom. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a big, a big in, part in of the what present, was going on. which in was the, present, the future. Right. Right. Um, yeah, it's it's so good. Like this game has these this like flashback mechanic that you don't know about your past self, but over time you learn more about your past selves. 
and you might remember things at different rates as your teammates. So like, right, you might right. remember so like I was in love with this person, but they're like, not remembering that. Well, right. And so like we're grappling with the fact that like you have remembered that you're in love with me. Mm -hmm. And I have already remembered that you let me down. Yeah. And so it's like we're we're trying to grapple with those emotions and um it so I think that that was that was sort of the key feature for me that kind of um you know we talked about so, sort of solidifying yeah. our brand and that kind of stuff that this was a game that had magical girls yep. and you know like relationships and kissing and all that kind of stuff um but it also had the ability to be utterly heartbreaking utterly heartbreaking dramatic to the extreme, absolutely. Right, in a way that I absolutely love in yeah. my games. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and so I think that this one, for me, was a surprise. Like, this mm -hmm. was sort of a, um, kind of snuck up on me that, yep. like, the initial pitch for it, I was like, okay, like, it's cool, but I don't know uh -huh. that it's for me. And I, I think that's a thing that we've really kind of learned on this show is that there, there are times where the initial pitch for a game, you're like, okay, you know. Mm -hmm. That's cool for other people. And then you sort of like start to dig into it and you're like, there's, there's so much more here uh -huh. um, than, than what anybody can convey in a pitch for a game. Absolutely. Yeah. So that one was, um, yeah. I Oof. like it. Yes. Uh, and then July, July. under the neighborhood uh, mm -hmm. with, uh, with Kyle Decker, uh, also designer of the game. Um, this was such a delightful one like it's, yeah, it's such a low like like hilda level stakes. Uh, yeah. stakes it's like such a good premise for this game yeah so this is one that i was really excited about um because the conceit behind it is sort of a play on you know the sort of like two worlds parallel universes kind of yeah. a thing um, meant to sort of emulate things like the Owl House or mm -hmm. Gravity Falls, um, Amphibia. Mm -hmm. So things where it's like there is a very mundane world and then there's also this magical world happening. Which is um, also At mundane, the same time, right? and sort of like going back and forth between those two. Yeah. And and like a lot of it is like where the magical world is is just everything's normal there. It's just weird. Right. 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 So, like, we 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 came up with some phenomenal world building stuff for this. Um, there was yeah. One of the things that you roll in the very beginning yeah. is like, when is this happening? Right? Yes. Is it in the future? Is it not in the future? And one of the things that you can roll is very specifically February twenty seventh. Something I like think. that. Or um, yeah, I, February twenty third. It might have been maybe yeah. Something February twenty something. Um. 1997. And 1997, right? And so we rolled that very specific date. Yep. Um, we're like, okay, what do we do with this? Um, and it was very important to me almost instantly because I was like, well, there's no holiday uh -huh. right around there. Um, it was very important to me that we have a belated Valentine's Day parade. Yep. And that that be like the thing in our town. Yeah. Because we, we decided to create the small town kind of middle of nowhere mm -hmm. sort of place. Kyle is also from Wisconsin. He's uh, from a town that is about like 15, 20 minutes or so from where I currently mm -hmm. live and, you know, has been to the places, you know, around here. So 
Um, we wanted something like that. Yeah, get and those this, vibes in there. And this feeling of like around here, the Fourth of July parade is like the thing to be at. Yeah. And so we decided this belated Valentine's Day. Belated parade. Valentine's. Uh, and it was in Hartford, uh, in the town Hartford. of Hartford. Yeah. Um, which is also very close to where Kyle and I grew up. I Hartford know, that's is not wild. far from here. So it was hilarious. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. then the magical portion of the world were floating sky islands. Right. Uh, um, that sky, were sort of mirrored these small will. towns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so every small town in the world has a floating small town above it. Uh-huh. That is sky. Version of that town, basically. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. So like magical creatures. Uh, like my, my character had a uh, sky fox named mm-hmm. Azura. So it's a regular fox except blue and white. And these creatures live underneath the islands and can mm-hmm. kind, kind of fly between their homesteads underneath the islands. Uh, so it's like you can just make up whatever. Right. But this is places. not – that is not – the important part of your character, that is not in my mind. No, the important part of my character is my character's name is Daisy Thunder, the magical girl who casts spells. Um, and Daisy is a roller derby uh, hopeful. Uh, she's going to college for on a scholarship for the mm-hmm. roller roller derby team, uh, scouted from the Hartford High School uh, team. Uh, the the roller derby team's name, I believe, was the Hartford Heartthrobs, mm-hmm. uh, which is just fantastic. Yes. Um, she she eventually wanted to become uh, like the kind of like the champion of the Sky Hartford roller derby team. She wanted to like graduate to the magical roller derby stuff. So I thought it was the other way around. Maybe it was. I don't. I don't remember. This was in in July. It was in July. Um, but yeah, it was so yeah, the magical girl, which which is not a playbook that comes with the game. because uh, again, we're we're talking about uh uh PBTA esque like stuff mm-hmm. here, uh, mixed with cipher system. Uh, right. so it's kind of a blend of the two systems, which was really unique and one of right. the one of the things sure. that we were really excited to kind of see how that worked uh before the episode uh recorded. But uh, the Magical Girl is a, kind of like a bonus playbook that Kyle has uh, tucked away in the Patreon. But, you know, knowing my nonsense. Right. He did pull that out for you. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I, I was very appreciative of that. Yes. Um, but. Yeah. Yeah. I, I could cast spells with my ankle bracelet and one of them would let me fly. So, mm-hmm. like, I could. Uh, I could. No, it was not Cheat fly. I could shift. Gravity, so I could like right. roller blade on the ceiling and stuff. Yes, yeah. Um, my character was Novella Bane. Um, I did the divided playbook. Mm-hmm. Um, no, the divided who was lost in the other. So I had this otherworldly patron, mm-hmm. um, that I had kind of made a deal with, and um, Novella did not read the fine print on that deal. No. Um, so it was like probably fine, no big deal. Um, <laughs> And it it does come up in our our fanfic that Kyle decided that my deity was Florida Man, <laughs> the, um, the Florida Man, the Florida Man, the, the one and only. Mm-hmm. Um, Kyle was a mon trainer who had a little gator named Johnny Gator, Johnny um, gator. who levitated just like an inch off the ground and uh-huh. kept his little his little gator legs. <laughs> um, but importantly, Novella was terrified of Johnny Gator. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, that was just a lot of fun. There was some some great so world building fun. in that one. I, um, I, 
I took, and, and I love that genre. Uh, my kids are genre. super into those like TV shows. Um, yeah. you know, Star vs. the Forces of Evil. We watched a lot of Gravity Falls. My kids went. Mm-hmm. Um, all of us went actually as Gravity Falls characters for Halloween last year. Mm-hmm. Um, I was Grunkle Stan. Oh, um, it's pretty great. So uh, that was a that was an exciting one for me. Absolutely. Um, and I took inspiration from the character I made for this series. Mm-hmm. And played in a one shot with Kyle and some others uh, for International Podcast Month. Um, oh, cool. So I've got a rollerblading uh, magical girl who can cast spells, uh, but her spells were triggered by different cassette tapes that she put into a Walkman. So when she was listening to the the Walkman songs, like if it was a song about flying, she could Mm -hmm. fly. If it was a song about like, uh, you know, shooting fireballs, uh, which I don't think exists, but she could do things. Goodness gracious, great balls of fire. There you go. So, yeah. No. Yeah. (laughs) It's just wild uh, what you can do with this game. And uh, it was just it was a lot of fun to play. And it was a lot of fun to create characters with Kyle. Highly recommend this one again. Definitely. August, we got to do a game that I was really excited about. Yes. Um, this was this is one we had waited for because it wasn't any submission, and I had to wait until I was done. Yeah. With my, I submitted my things, and it was all out there. So we covered Nova. Mm-hmm. Um, a little talk a little about Lumen with the designer Spencer Campbell, mm-hmm. and this was one that I I was really into. Um, and I, I think over the course of, of talking with Spencer, I got like more and more excited about it. It's one that like, hey, yeah. um, if you're playing this game and you would like another player, please call me. Uh-huh. Um, I may I, I picked the Grim playbook or uh-huh. um, character type and yeah, named the, Hades slash Appetite. The Spark. Yes, my Spark was the Grim. Yep. And their thing is is it's you are like you reanimate the dead mm-hmm. you sort of like puppet the dead and can control yeah the things that you have already killed which like that's, that's my brand that's pretty cool it's my brand yeah and I, and i took the the other part of your brand mm-hmm. um i i played uh the sanguine spark um uh, which was kind of like your vampire uh yeah. Spark yeah, you drain the life from yeah, things. I like the 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 game play in my brain mm-hmm. felt extremely satisfying with the combinations that I chose for this. And I'm like, I yeah. want to experience being this brutal on the battlefield in a game that's such high energy like this. Right. Um and I know later on we're going to kind of talk about our, our our favorite things and some of the mechanics in this game are are my favorite. Um, but it was really cool to see how the different sparks interact with each other. Yeah. Um, and the way that abilities start to stack between characters mm-hmm. so that you are um, kind of helping each other out. And yeah. you know, so it's like you start draining the life from things and killing them and I can sort of puppet them and mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. the way those things stack together. Yeah. It was really, really cool. It was, um, uh, there There was a moment, if you listen to the series, there's a moment in the series 
where like you can hear the light switch in my yeah, brain. Yeah, you can just like hear things over. like kind of click into place. Yeah, yeah. And, like oh, that's what that means. Yeah, we're just like missing the sort of like chunk sound. As yeah, it, like, yeah, <laughs> and, and I know Spencer was like, and you have unlocked the puzzle uh, right. that this game is, mm-hmm. and like this is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I, gosh, and it, it, I really wish I had time because I want so badly to make a magical ver- girl version of this game and have it just be so hardcore, uh, with like themes of death and drama and like. There's an SRD. I, I know there Illuminated is. Illuminated by Lumen. That's why I want to it, do it. It's out there. I we just can, need maybe time. Can, maybe we can, uh collaborate on that let's do that because that, you know that game be... design is my bridge too far and i don't do that but uh-huh. but you got good ideas got them they're brewing let's talk All we'll, right. have to, we'll have to keep in contact somehow mm-hmm. <laughs> call to action yeah like that i i like that we got to sit down and do this one i know that mm-hmm. the original premise i guess for this one was just like we don't have time (laughs) we don't have time no no Um, we ran out of time and energy because i had some family stuff that came up that basically sucked away all possibilities for planning a january series uh so we said hey let's do this together and uh and see what happens uh we were originally planning to do this in person yeah, we were going to get together, and then uh, my car got a flat tire, yeah. and they couldn't get it into it. I just got it fixed mm-hmm. uh, yesterday. Mm. And then I had to have another ECT treatment, yep. and like it just was, December was a thing. We both, had a, we both had a very busy December, so uh, we, we, ho- we hope that you enjoy uh, what's going on in this series. Uh, we had a lot of fun reminiscing about all the stuff that we did in 2022, and it was a lot it was. We went back and like listened to clips of stuff mm-hmm. because we were making our list and we we're like, what did we do for that? Yeah. What was, which characters did we mm-hmm. make? I don't even remember. Uh, so we were going back and listening to some clips together too. And it was so much fun to be like, yep. oh yeah. So we hope that you have the same experience that you, you get to relive some of the joy. Yeah, absolutely. And and speaking of clips, uh, we're going to be putting together a nice little clip show that we'll be either releasing uh, this Thursday or next week Thursday. Haven't really decided on which one I'm going to throw it at yet, uh, but we'll see. So stay tuned for that as well, because it, it should be a lot of fun to hear mm-hmm. some of the fun stuff that we created last year as as told by us and our guests. Yeah, I'm really excited because when I was going through and, and cutting those clips, it was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Gosh, I'm hilarious. <laughs> uh, for 2023, though, we are working on putting out a newsletter. We're still figuring out all of the behind the scenes stuff, like how to get everybody to sign up and how distribution will work and mm-hmm. and kind of what format we want to put everything in. I've, I've mostly got it. Mm-hmm. But as soon as we have a solid solution for people to subscribe, we will let you know and we'll put a link to that in the show notes. Um, so stay tuned. Absolutely. Uh, in addition to signing up for our newsletter later, you can sign up for our Patreon right now. 
all patrons will get access to some bonus chit-chat episodes where we talk about whatever is on our minds at the time. It is a lot of fun, and we hope it lets you get to know us a bit better. In addition to that, however, you can sign up for higher tiers to get access to early release episodes, bonus episodes you won't hear anywhere else, or even monthly Zoom chats with us and other patrons at that level, which have been absolutely a blast. They've been so much fun. I was admittedly a little bit worried that it would be awkward mm-hmm. because sometimes that stuff is especially online because you're kind of looking at each other and you don't know. Yep. But it's harder to pick up the social cues and stuff. Yes. Um, but they've just been so much fun. We've had some of the weirdest conversations <laughs> and it's just great. It's it, great. It's, We're really enjoying it, it. It certainly goes places and it, it also unlocks a special uh, Discord room just for that level um, where where you can we can put all sorts of the random stuff that we're talking about. You you probably have seen that as a patron before in the patron-only chat rooms, uh, but but we've kind of moved that to its own place so we don't confuse everybody else. Yeah, with just <laughs> random links to things uh-huh. and, yeah. Yep, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, so check that out uh, and, and consider helping us out. In addition to those perks and other ones, We also like to thank all of our patrons personally. We are so grateful for all of you that are able to help us out this way. Your support helps us afford making this show, and we are over halfway to our goal of covering all of our costs right now, so it's exciting. So, without further ado, Lieutenant, thank you so much. DJG, a.k.a. Tigranosaurus, thanks for your continued support. Eric Bontz, we are so grateful to you. Matt Newton, thank you so much. Shadim Cabal, thank you. Daryl Holiday II, we appreciate your support, thank you. The Shyest Barbarian, thank you so much for your continued support and for all of the fun in some of our Zoom chats. <laughs> mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, Benjamin Sweeney, we can't thank you enough, but we'll keep trying anyway. Thank you to Lorcan McGinnis. We're glad to have you here, Rob Fletcher. Thanks for supporting. Thank you, Kevin Brown. Your support brings us so much joy. Mm-hmm. Tentacle Duck. Uh, you shouldn't mm-hmm. have, but we are absolutely glad that you did. John Adamus, thank you so much for your continued support and for the detailed instructions on how to build a guillotine. <laughs> <laughs> yep, if you know, you know. Uh, and thank you, A3 Sketchpad. Uh, your support uh, brings us so much joy, so thank you. And thank you to all of our potential future patrons. We really do appreciate it. And before we let you go for the day, there is another way that you can help us out that doesn't cost any money. And that's by leaving us a rating or a review on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, Podcast Addict, Facebook, or a rating on Spotify. They don't have reviews, but they do have ratings. I'm sure can, that helps. You can give us some stars. Yeah, you can give us some stars. I like stars. That's nice. <laughs> A little, a little star on our sticker chart. Yeah, it'd be nice. <laughs> uh, every one of these does help new folks find the show, and it makes us feel warm and fuzzy inside, which we desperately need here in Wisconsin in the middle of winter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we do have a new review for you today. I'm very excited for this one. Uh, this one comes from a listener in the United States and iTunes titled The Best Show. This podcast has two excellent co-hosts who have some of the best chemistry in podcasting. It is great to hear them become better and better friends over the course of the show. The discussions are always lively and informative. 
The guests always offer brilliant insights, and the games they cover show the depth and breadth of the TTRPG hobby. They have so much helpful advice on making your home games as great as possible, and the deep dives into game design and the relationship between mechanics and narrative is fascinating. Character creation is usually the first contact people have with a game, but so many actual play shows don't share their process. This is a niche that definitely needed to be filled and they do a fantastic job well wow. thank you so much for that review ginger reckoning <laughs> whomever you may be <laughs> that's a really nice review i did it's... i i did say uh if if you wrote a review amelia i would read it and did you i did so now someone's gonna go in there and realize that i have left a review and my son has left a review uh -huh. Um, and, hey, you know, if that's not nepotism. You know what? <laughs> you know what? Your son's review was unprompted and it's fine. That's true. And, mm -hmm. you know, his was nice and concise. Absolutely. So <laughs> thank you, uh, Amelia, for not, not only being a co-host, but also a fan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is all we have for today's episode. Join us next time as we recap September through December, mm -hmm. as well as covering all of the spotlights and bonus episodes we've done in the past year. Until then, take care of yourselves, stay safe, drink some water, get warm or continue being warm if you're already somewhere that isn't frozen, mm -hmm. and keep making those amazing people. We'll see you next time. Creation Cast is a production of the One Shot Podcast Network and can be found online at www.charactercreationcast.com. Head to the website to get more information on our hosts, this show, and even our press kit. Character Creation Cast can be found on Twitter at CreationCast or on our Discord server at discord.charactercreationcast.com. I'm one of your hosts, Amelia Antrim, and I can be found on Twitter at Ginger Reckoning or on my other podcast, Garbage of the Five Rings. Our other host, Ryan Bolter, can be found on Twitter at Lord Neptune or online at lordneptune.com. Music for this episode is used with a Creative Commons license or with permission from the podcast it originated from. Further information can be found within the show notes. Our main theme music is Hero Remix by Steve Combs and is used with a Creative Commons license. This podcast is owned by us, under Creative Commons. This episode was edited by the absolutely fantastic Ryan Bolter. Further information for the game system used in today's guests can also be found in the show notes. If you'd like to support our show, find us on Patreon. Get access to bonus episodes, extra outtakes, and much, much more at patreon.com slash character creation cast. Thanks for joining us. And remember, we find the best part of any role-playing game is character creation. So go out there and create some amazing people. We'll see you next time.